on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. We are headed down to Miami. Miami. Welcome to Miami. Sorry. Did I do that out loud? <laughs> you did that great. Known for the beautiful beaches, the amazing food, the incredible nightlife, the terrible humidity. Oh, and they make some good beer down there too. Today, we're going to be doing a takeover on Sun Lab Brewing Company. First one, shine so bright. Second, faded nights. The third one, love like this. Next, get your mood right. Next, lifting restrictions. Next, we will be sampling living free. And then last but certainly not least, depending on how you rate this, can you see it? We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hi. <laughs> Pay no mind to the, the hilarity has already started. Do you, do you ever just you listen to a conversation and you're not a part of the conversation, Too but you're not listening to the conversation, man. And you just go. How do I know these people? How did we get here? How? Now. What? Who did Shouldn't you, I be somewhere else? Who did you piss off in a former life <laughs> that you ended up here? Welcome, folks. All right. I'm, I'm better now. My moment is over. Um, welcome to another Sud segment where a long belch is the greatest compliment you can give mm-hmm. your fellow man. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very Thank nice. You. Very, Very nice. complimentary. On cue. Perfect. I am one of your hosts, Godogao Juliana, and with me at the table today is Reverend Mark. Hello, everybody. So good to be here. <laughs> I feel like I should be in Kentucky. Um, <laughs> good old boy, Mike. I'm already offended because... Dave don't want me to talk like a Cuban during this episode, so I'm not going to be using my Cuban accent. I'm just going to be talking like Mike. (laughs) Well, he's right. He didn't use his Cuban accent. (laughs) (laughs) Babaloo. (laughs) (laughs) And we're banned from somewhere already, I'm sure. Yes, for sure. (laughs) Good boy, Drew. Hello. I'll say, I'll say hello. <laughs> that is not a Cuban accent. <laughs> what, what the heck? What the heck you saying over there, boy? <laughs> uh, good old boy, Dave. The human race will bow down to me. 
<laughs> Otherwise known as Mojo. Mojo Jojo. Is Mojo that, Jojo. Is that your ringtone? <laughs> it will be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, today, folks, we are headed down to Miami. Miami. Welcome to Miami. Huh? Sorry. Did I do that out loud? <laughs> you did that great. Known for the beautiful beaches, the amazing food, the incredible nightlife, the terrible humidity, and billions of cockroaches. I buried those cockroaches! (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure which one. (laughs) Oh, and yeah, you know, they make some good beer down there too. We have previously discussed some beers from Jay Wakefield Brewing, MIA Beer Company, and Wynwood Brewing. But today, we're going to be doing a takeover on Sun Lab Brewing Company. Good old boy Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about them? I certainly will. From their website, industry veterans Keith Feckett and Sam Cavada team up to in sunny Miami to form a gypsy brewing company, which means they don't have an actual location, called Sun Lab Brewing with a brick and mortar coming soon to the Sunshine State. Uh, taking influence from cocktail culture, culinary trends, and beer inspiration from around the world, Keith and Sam will be working hard to bring their innovative, creative, and wonderful beers to your thirsty palates. They look forward to spreading their love, that's gross, Yeah. Uh, for good craft beer and sharing pints with all of you soon. So just say feck it and come on down to Sun Lab Brewing Company. Yeah, just don't use the word spreading your love too often in close company. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, good old boy Dave. Uh, that was eloquent as ever. I give. I'm a giver. <laughs> Reverend Mark, would you mind giving us today's lineup? Yes. <laughs> Small technical issue there. Small technical issue. We are there. professionals. Yes. We've done this many times. <laughs> Let me adjust my eyeballs here. <clears throat> we will be covering uh, these brews today. Beats today. Brews today. <laughs> First one. Shine so bright. It's a 5.7 ABV American sour ale with pomegranate, pineapple, and guava. 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 Second, Faded Nights, 7.5% ABV, hazy IPA, single hopped with mosaic hops and lactose. Mama. The second, the third one, Love Like This, 7% ABV, hazy IPA with a double dry hop with Huel, Melon, Amarillo, and Citra hops. Next, Get Your Mood Right, 7.5% ABV, hazy IPA, double dry hop, with Citra and Mandarina Bavarian hops, orange zest, and lactose. Next, Lifting Restrictions, 7.5% ABV, Hazy IPA Double Dry Hop, with Azeka, Chinook, Eldorado hops, and lactose. Next, we will be sampling Living Free, 4, 4.5% ABV, Hazy IPA, double dry hop with Citra, Summit, and Mutuka hops. Mutuka. Did did I get that right? Mutuka. And then last but certainly not least, depending on how you rate this, can you see it? 
7.5% hazy IPA double dry hop with Citra, Simcoe, and Azeka. That was very well done, Reverend Mark. Thank you, Reverend Mark. Okay, we were going to give good old my Mike to give us the Suds ratings, but... Joe Budden, man. But his plan on blending a Florida redneck accent with the Cuban accent and throwing in a touch of New York retiree was so horrible. I mean, horrible. That we started getting banned from places before the episode was even recorded. I'm French! Why do you think I have this outrageous accent, you silly king? I mean, I think there was like 20. I know. Record. It shifted from word to word. It's, it's weird. It's just, yeah. It's it just outrageous. Yeah. I mean, we, we couldn't keep up with the Twitter account. So, good old boy, Drew, if you don't mind, please give us the Suds ratings instead. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a Miami Vice reboot with Vin Diesel. Two, was that an octogenarian in a bikini? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Shudder. <laughs> Three, ah, uh, what a relief. I finally got that sand out of my shorts. Ew. Anakin, you know, it, it gets everywhere, right? It's true. Four, a body should really not make that sound after eating three Cuban sandwiches. Word. Uh, Cubano? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Five, listen to that hang time. Give me another cafe con leche. We, we. We. And we. They're saying we. Yes, that was excellent. Okay, well, let's get to the beers, shall we, folks? Yes. <laughs> it's about time. Well, tell me how you really feel. It's a lot of beer. All right. Well, one thing I can say about these cans is that they're very pretty, kind of like the Miami sunsets. Yeah. Sure. Work with me. Sort of. Mm-hmm. I-, I love and hate them. It's. I feel like like. 80s retro-ish, which, so, you know, Miami Vice, yeah. you know. Um, oh, yeah, it's there. It's yeah. there. Let's talk about what's in the can. Kind okay. of like a, yeah, kind of like a t-shirt shop. So, the first one that we're going to talk about is Shine So Bright, coming from the pink and purple can, <clears throat> with a hint of yellow in the middle. It Most is a 5.7% American Sour Ale, brewed with pomegranates, pineapples, and guava. Tropical, fruity, and tart. And the color on this one is, well, let's be real. The color on all of them is very hazy. Every single last one of them. So, thoughts? Well, this is the one beer in our flight today that is uh, not in the same style. Um, So, you're going to hear us say an awful lot about many of the other beers in this flight today. But this particular beer, as an American sour sour ale, is um, very different. Sweet. I thought that the wild component around this, um, I don't know. I just felt like this was a wild sour ale and a very sweet finish. That guava thing definitely dominated. The yeah, guava. Yeah, all over. I love Which the I'm guava. surprised because guava usually kind of strikes me as a little bit of a neutral kind of, but it's there very, very much. There's almost like a... There's a there's a thickness to it that I associate with lipid, you know, fat like um, 
like avocado, you know, guava. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and I find that is what's most prevalent in oh. this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Huh. Anybody get the pomegranate? No. No. No, I think the pomegranate's lost in the guava. I mean, it's... it's I get the pineapple, but... Those yeah. sweet fruits are really dominating, you know, yeah. in this. Well, yeah, and guava's like a really distinctive flavor. But I, I'm with you, Drew. I, get, I do get some of the pineapple, but that some of that could just be, you know, kind of random citrusy flavors, but that guava's poking out. And I think um, this would make an awesome slushy for the summer. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, this is the style of beer that slushies were made from. I'd or, love this on a, on a beach. I would absolutely sure. love this on a beach. Sure. Or sorbet. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Pinky up to this beer, huh? Mm-hmm. Pinky up to this beer. <laughs> so what did we rate this beer? Well, the... This shines so bright from Sun Lab. We rated a three. Pretty good start, Sun Lab. Yeah. Don't screw it up. <laughs> I think so. All right. Um, next one that we're going to talk about is Faded Nights. It's a 7.5% hazy IPA that's single hopped with mosaic and lactose. And we will get into this in just a brief minute. Welcome back, everyone. Today's segment is going to be a brewery takeover of Sunlab Brewing Company in Florida. And the beer that we were starting to discuss um, was Faded Nights. It's a 7.5% hazy IPA that um, is single hopped with mosaic and lactose. So thoughts on this one compared to the sour one that we had before. It stinks. Reverend Mark, tell us why we shouldn't hate this beer. <laughs> well, actually, when I first started it, it had a good first impression on me. Uh, I thought for the style itself that it was pretty aligned with what I take the style to be. It had a creamy, viscous aspect. But as I drink it a little bit more, it is it is a little astringent. So... Jury is out. Gotcha. This is the worst beer of the flight, you know, uh, that we had today. That bubblegum thing, you know, was really kind of invasive, you know, at first. But this is just a muddled mess. Um, I really found that the hops were not really coming together. Uh, There was kind of this sweet citrus uh, undertone about this and was actually fighting, you know, with the bitterness in this. It was way off balance. I just, uh, this would be a beer that I would just almost beg them, either fix it or don't make it again. What do you think, Juliana? Ooh, bitter beer face. Um, I, why is there lactose in here? I know. I think why are there oats in it? I think that's the problem. Yeah, and you know, it's a, it's a giant holding my hands up going, you know, did you just need to add one more thing to screw this up, you know? Like, I, I think if the lactose was out of this, this is probably would have been a, a Better. A more reasonable beer. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm just really I'm sorry, I'm confused. I, I love mosaic hops and whatever they did to this beer, they wrecked it because um and I think it was the lactose, because I think that sweetness mm. is unnecessary. Because if you're already putting oats in there, you're gonna get some sweetness from that. It's already gonna you're gonna get the haze, you're gonna get the body, you're gonna get everything you need from all that. The lactose to me is is just I, I don't I don't understand. Don't get it. 
everyone here knows I hate this beer. I picked it up and smelled it and immediately was sickened. <laughs> and I just told him not oh. to screw it up yeah. after the last beer. It, it, uh, ammonia and, and, mm. and mm. bubble gum, not a good combination for me. And then the taste is not much better. But then again, I'm not mm. really a fan of mosaic as we have discussed. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So the, <sighs> yeah. Um, the Faded Nights Hazy IPA from Sunlight. We're rating a two. Generous. Very generous, too. Very generous. I I, I begged for negative. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> we didn't want to set any precedents. True. True. So uh, here at uh, Sip, Suds, and Smokes, our theme is everything good in life is worth discussing. And I definitely have a topic worthy of discussion for today. So I was uh, on a road trip and drifting uh, back through Georgia recently, and I kept on seeing these billboard signs for the Sasquatch Museum. <laughs> so Bigfoot expedition. I'm like in Georgia. I'm like, yeah. For the, first off, I'm like, is Sasquatch really a thing here in Georgia? You know, it's like you know, I didn't really quite understand. And it's like one billboard, and then all of a sudden you're like on the eighth one, you know, uh, up and down the interstate. And I'm like, I've got to look this up. You know, this is just too funny. And sure enough, you know, this is in Cherry Log, uh, Georgia. Um, is it's in the northern part of the state, I believe. And it was just too funny. First off, the thing that was most amazing was that they had like, um, you know, 1600 ratings on TripAdvisor. <laughs> I'm like, so wait, first off, I'm, wow. like, I'm like, why would 1600 people have that much time on their hands to go to a, you know, a Sasquatch museum? Well, it is conveniently located on Highway 515. Yeah. Oh. So, and I just kept on reading more and more about this. And I'm like, huh, this is, this is just a little, you know, too fascinating. First off, they have certified foot impressions. I don't know who certifies the foot impressions. Uh, so yeah, is there an organization? But, they're, but their foot that? impressions are certified at this museum. And this is the largest Sasquatch museum, as opposed to the smallest Sasquatch museum. And I'm like, you know, but I mean, like, who, who would it, take the time to figure out who has the larger well, Sasquatch And museum? is it largest by the number of exhibits or by square footage yeah, or, or acreage you know, of land outside? I think the thing I was really hoping for was a super solid snack bar. I they don't have a snack bar. From place. what I saw, a lot of it is actually gift shop. So I think mm. it's probably more gift shop. More than, gift shop than, than Sasquatch. Than yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's shady. So yeah. I was wondering, is this... Is this the reboot of roadside attractions, you know, that we're seeing coming back around? Because I'm like, of all the things that could have been a roadside attraction, did it have to be Sasquatch? <laughs> well, you know, you well, you know, like, um, you know, because of the pandemic and everything, RV sales like skyrocket. Yes, you absolutely. Know? So people are doing more road trips now, you know, and so you're going to see more, you know, the world's largest frying pan and the biggest ball of wax. Yeah. yeah. But now this is not, Sasquatch is not the Loch Ness Monster, right? Or no. Is it? Okay. No. No. Because yeah. I get them confused, you know, but the Loch Ness Monster asks for 350. Because tree, tree yeah. <laughs> he's a, a lizard for the Paleozoic era. Right. So there were all these it's comments. Tree you know, um, about, the, about the owner of this place. His name was David. And everybody was like, David is so nice and David is so good. You yeah, know? he is. And, and I was just like, 
Well, you know, I kept on thinking about, you know, David's life and I'm like, how do how do you have a small uh, small talk conversation, you know, with somebody like this? Like, so what do you do? Uh, I own the Sasquatch Museum. The <laughs> I mean, it's biggest. Like, you know, the largest, yeah. The largest. Oh, yeah. so you're out or, west or, in Portland or, I mean, what you was, know. What was David's high school reunion like? I mean, you just walk yeah. up and go, hey, yo, Lacey, hey. Now, I, I own the Sasquatch Museum. <laughs> Now, Julianne, that was a good find. Is <laughs> you know? is Sasquatch a big deal in Pennsylvania? They have mm. their own Sasquatch legends from Pennsylvania. I've seen it. I guess in some parts. I don't really well, know. And then not, I, not in Scranton. I was no, surprised how many museum, Sasquatch museums there are. There are literally like... 50 60 different sasquatch museums and i'm like do they get together is there like a little convention well you for gotta sasquatch figure museums? you know in some places it's yeti you know sure some places it's bigfoot then there's some kind of swamp monster do the canadians just call it something in french hey and less sasquatch in oklahoma <laughs> they're they're gonna have bigfoot hunting season like and you can get an actual license yes that that was the funny thing your first reaction i was like well they just want to go out and shoot the crap out of some furry critter in the woods. It really doesn't matter if you can't find it. You, you, know? just, yeah. you have a season you know, year-round now. It's like, you know, you move from deer into, you know, I don't know, what do people hunt these days? And then they say, finally, Sasquatch filled in that last hole. So well, they can just I'll be in the woods with guns I'll just tell you this. It's like a six-and-a-half-day uh, hunting season. If you're like an NBA player who likes to wear fur coats, stay out of the woods in Oklahoma. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, probably, probably would be safe. Safer. Yeah. I was just... Where do you put that on your resume? At the top, at the bottom? Do you tell your friends, "Oh, it was such a great trip. We went to the Sasquatch Museum." You know. What I don't understand, I think probably the biggest thing is is Georgia and and Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. You know, the two states that were settled, you know, in the very beginnings of of our country, like you know, there's not some wide, you know, wilderness for him to theoretically or her it to hide in, right? Right. You know, out west there's lots of vast empty spaces you could theoretically convince a thinking person that yeah maybe there's something out there we don't know about but in right. georgia really i think it's really just a lost relative from alabama <laughs> you know? that would explain so much hey uh is harry uh is uh uncle tom who's got all that big harry back you, you find him in the last three and a half days <laughs> you know? there are pictures of him in a museum in georgia you know yeah. <laughs> you know, he's drifting across the state line again. We got to put a tag on him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's like, where do you go? Keep him this? out of Oklahoma. Yep. So, how much do you think it would be to, to visit the Sasquatch Museum? Um, less than ten dollars. Twenty dollars for an adult, five dollars for children. Dave is right. Eight dollars. Oh. So, yeah, kids eight five dollars. Kids That's under right. five are free. Yeah. So, I'm gonna wow. get free T-shirts for all of you. So, you know, since we're providing such high quality advertising yeah, here. Oh, you know, I'm sure they're just going to be the Sasquatch music. I, I don't know if I can go with that. I don't know. I might have to, like, hold out for the ones from Pennsylvania. Because I don't know if I'm allowed to wear anything from Georgia. Wow. I don't know. The Sasquatch in Georgia thing, I'm thinking, wasn't a long time ago. Didn't Sasquatch we could have, have a, a... could have a cast field trip. <laughs> did, didn't Sasquatch have a cameo appearance in Deliverance? <laughs> no, that would be bad. Been. Squealing on Sasquatch. There's still banjos. There's still banjos playing through that scene as well. 
Did you know that there's a Bigfoot field researchers organization? Yes, that they all, it's a forum and they take tips from each other about Sasquatch sightings. And it's a clearinghouse at the Sasquatch Museum that David apparently runs that group, you know. Yeah, where oh. there's these, there are the Bigfoot Sasquatch, you know, research like elements. A shadow organization. Yeah, How do you like, get a certification in that? Well, you apparently you can David. certify footprints, apparently, you, you know, go to, first. You go see David at the uh, Bigfoot Expedition, he'll certify yeah. for $15. Anyway, so uh, there you have it. That was uh, my topic worthy of discussion today. And, uh, and so barely fit. I, the, I look uh, forward definition. to all of our fans' pictures as they drop by the Sasquatch Museum. Tell with them a, with a good beer and smoke sent you. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I feel the lawsuit flowing. <laughs> hey, we were we were accurate. We gave the right price of admission. We said where it's at. And, Mostly. And we gave it credit for being the biggest yes. uh, so, yeah. Sasquatch Museum. Not the second biggest. It's the biggest attraction in North Georgia. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Huge. I wonder if David would change. I, I own the wow. second biggest Sasquatch Museum on the planet. <laughs> you know? Is, it, is the biggest Sasquatch Museum and the biggest Yeti Museum two different categories? Oh, must be. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, like, what really. What a stupid <laughs> question. Where, where does the abominable snowman fit into that? Like, where'd you find this guy? Yeah, you know? That's Antarctica. That's wow. like, you know, a whole different place. Get your, get your geography yeah, get right. Get with the program, like, Drew. Really, Drew. <laughs> okay. Back to the beer. Please. So, our next offering from Sun Lab is Love Like This. Isn't there a song, Love Like This? I think every one of these beers is named after some kind of 80s, 80s song tune yes. or something. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, this one is a beautiful, you know, light teal into navy with a hint of purple. This is a 7% hazy IPA that's double dry hopped with Hewitt Melon, Hewell Melon, Amarillo and Citra, brewed with two-row wheat and malted oats, notes of honeydew, grapefruit, and mango. Yes or no? Yes. Mm. Yeah. This is a good beer. Uh, this that. was uh, the f- opposite of the Faded Nights <laughs> for me. Uh, it was actually my favorite beer in the whole flight. Um, the first thing I wrote down was Orange Slice. Um, it just had a... Yeah, just really, you know, hit me as one of those candied orange slices. A lot of melon, a uh, very sweet, hot profile. Um, it was different, and I still thought it was quite tasty. So, um, yeah, complete opposite of the last one. I don't know what it's doing. <laughs> She's the real deal, man. I don't know what it's doing, but I get you on the orange, but it's like a chocolate orange. You know, like the ones that you smack yeah, and they split? and you split. Well, there's like some sort of chocolatey kind of I think thickness. the bitterness component could really could be, play into, yeah. you know, one of those things. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Drew's just finally losing it. I don't know. Could be. <sighs> I, say I'm, I may be faded. What do you think, Juliana? How do you like this one? Um. Well, I like this better than Faded Nights. Mm-hmm. As I think we all did. High bar. Um, yeah, like poking the eye better than faded nights. <laughs> Have you been poked in the eye lately? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> Do you know somebody? <laughs> I got a guy. Where do you put that on your resume? <laughs> this is just, it's a little too creamy for me. It's a little odd. Like, hmm. yeah, I'm just, 
again, it's just me. It's the mouth feels off. Kind of like a beer smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. It so almost, this does it not have is. lactose in it, though. I know, but yeah. I guess it's yeah. the oats in here that are just really big and bountiful. The oats mm. will give you that in the wheat a little True. bit. All those um, extra proteins. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more balanced than the other ones, so yeah. yay to that. But it's just it's just still a little off for me. Rev Mark? Yeah, I thought it was a, a, a little, for me, I got, I got some... some Minerally aspect though is along with the, the something about the melon brought out mineral for me, mm. and I don't know. It's just maybe the way my palate deals with uh, honeydew. Could be those rocks you had in your mouth earlier. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Well, that's the one word uh, you're going to find me saying for the for the rest of the show is melon, 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 melon. Does this have melon in it? Um, that is very uh, common taste profile through quite a few of these beers. So uh, I definitely thought this one was right on track for Honeydew, uh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So I guess Faith Evans wrote a song with that name. Oh. <laughs> okay. I wonder what you wrote there. Love Like This. Oh. Yeah. And then also a woman named Lauren Daigle. Ah, Lauren Daigle. Yeah. Ah, so famous. The soothing sound. Half wit. Uh, half wit. <laughs> a, wow. a half hit wonder. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. A half wit wonder. Miss Daigle, please don't sue us. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> and Natasha Bedingfield, too. Oh, yeah. So there's a little British love to that as well. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, love like this, we rated a three. Banned once again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, well, we might be. Well, um, after all those Daigle comments, we probably are going to get banned. Oh, okay. Well, the next one that we're going to talk about is Get Your Mood Right. And this one is bright green, orange, and yellow what? with a little hint of blue sea in there. Oh, the talking can. About I've the been can looking art. at the beer. <laughs> the can <laughs> art. What? What yeah. are you talking about? It's so important. Someone call 911. She is having an episode. <laughs> yeah. Way slowly. Okay. Honey, well, this one is a seven. Your medication's off again. It must be. 7.5% hazy IPA, double dry hopped with Citra Mandarina Bavaria. A touch of lactose to round it out and conditioned on orange zest, brewed with two row wheat, their love of their life, malted oats, and there you go. So, thoughts? Hmm. To me, this one was, of all, a little juicy fruity, but not really in a bad way, but it definitely had the juicy fruit without the mint aftertaste. Yeah, the sugars on this is uh, definitely stepping into that juicy fruit you know, kind of realm, uh, for sure. Um, again, probably most common word, I just don't want to sound like a broken record, lots of melon up front. Um, very common, you know, hot profile and bitter for this. It just was uh, just kind of ho-hummish. I, you know, it was kind of in the middle of things, you know, for me. Somebody dry hopped a blue moon. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad. That's how I get it. Uh, wow. I think I think uh, it doesn't have as much coriander that you would find Fair. in a blue moon. Fair, you know, but uh, I get that. Definitely the orange component of uh, blue moon for sure. When somebody's dropped fourteen orange slices on the side of this thing, you and know, I'm sure it will sell. I mean, you if know. if you ordered a pint of this. I mean, you'd finish the pint. I mean, yep, I know. would. I don't you know, think I'd order a second one, though. Yeah. What do you think? 
the orange is there. Um, it's not super crispy. It's like almost like an orange creamsicle to me. Um, hmm. No? No, yeah. I get, and I get what you're saying. Like, I, I think it goes back to the the oats and the and yeah. the lactose. Yeah. yeah, there's just a a lot of oats, a lot of lactose. Yeah, but the lactose to me didn't wreck it. No, like they it, have it, no, 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 no. You're right. Balanced. Not on this one. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I think that so far this is the most drinkable out of the bunch. Um, hmm. But it's it's kind of like a an orange juice, but like. Not from concentrate. <laughs> we'll we'll be squeeze. back after this brief interlude. Welcome back, everyone. So today's episode, we're doing a brewery takeover of Sunlab, brewing from Miami, Florida, with all their beautiful colored cans. Joe Butter, man. And we've been I talking about. <laughs> wow. We weren't talking about that, but now we are talking about that. Jeez. Um, we were talking about get your mood right. And during the break, the best descriptor ever came out, and it was, Drew? Orange Flintstone vitamins. Yes. yes. Surprisingly, it came out of Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was keep on thinking about the uh, BJCP, you know, training guide and, you know, to sit down with somebody and go, here's a box of Flintstone vitamins. You're going to need these to know how to taste beer, you know, effectively and come up with a proper vocabulary. Do the different colors taste different or is it like yeah. Skittles where it's all in Oh, our absolutely. The grape doesn't taste anything like the orange, man. Oh, it's been years since I've, oh. you know, had well, some Flintstones. Well, I'll have to renew your <laughs> Yeah. I moved on to Theragrand. We're professionals and, you know, here. What planet are gotcha. you from? You gotcha. know, <laughs> get your Flintstone vitamins cracked. It's part of the uh, the palate uh, training kit. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Which is the off flavored fl- uh, Flintstone vitamin? <laughs> you know? uh, Barney. Yeah, you know, tastes a little bit like canned corn. Duh, really? You think? <laughs> so well, get your mood right is not the name of a song. No, it is not. <laughs> but it is a lyric from the song Moonlight. Right. Wow. And it's it's talking about being altered. And it's like, dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Get your mood I right. Can't, I can't read the lyrics. Faded the is also you know a reference to that. I think a lot of this is... Extentation? Extentation, yeah. With three X's. Yeah. Wow. Don't oh, yeah. spell that correctly. They're, oh, that guy. They're triple yeah. extinct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That, that rapper dude, right? Yep. Extentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extent- yes, exactly. Drew's, yeah. Drew's hip to all that. That dude's yeah. been to the Sasquatch <laughs> Museum. <laughs> These never, cool kids today. You never know. He may. You know what? There could be a, a rap video that was shot at the Bigfoot expedition. I you think that know? would work really well. I think it would. Yeah. Kick up that marketing. Yeah. I mean, if, 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 if Kanye West can endorse... And hang out with with um, you know our, our former president, and then run for president himself. I'm, you know we can we can figure out how to do that. Yeah, anything is possible. Anything. This is America. Well, the get your mood right from Sun Lab. We rated a three. All right, we're getting our mood right now. We are, and the next thing that we're going to talk about is lifting restrictions. Hmm. Lifting Restrictions is a 7.5% hazy IPA double dry hopped with Azaka, Chinook, and Eldorado. Brewed with Pilsner malt, 
wheat malt, malted oats, and a touch of lactose. These guys really, they, they merge out into a lot of different styles. I'll give them that. You know, they're not afraid to step outside their comfort zone. Well, I uh, I thought they had stolen somebody else's uh, marketing phrase, which is cultivate variety again. <laughs> so, because, you know, that was the thing that kind of hit me tasting. That was a little close to home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, because it, it really has a very common um, base beer, and then they're just kind of switching out the hops and sometimes introducing, you know, uh, lactose or a lot of lactose in this case. Um, that was the thing I wrote down first for this one was thick. This one had yeah. a mouthfeel that was a lot a lot more full and thick than, you know, many of these other beers. Um, again, I wrote down melon, duh, again. And um, I, I thought that the finish on this really was uh, a, a lighter you know, kind of finish off this one. So it's kind of strange to say that you have a thick beer that has a light finish, and I thought that was something that was kind of different about this one. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if because they're gypsy brewers, that may, that lends itself to sticking to more kind Having of to like... stay in a lane. Like one, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, though. Hmm. It's like, because there's multiple... I was just looking at the the... Uh, there's malted oats in every beer, with the exception of the sour. Well, right. um, you know, two row wheat malt, malted yeah. oats, two row wheat malt, I mean, malt like, two row wheat malt, malted oats. Oh, oh, Pilsner malt on one of them. They, so, as this is uh, interesting, I'm looking at Drew and uh, talking a little bit about this common <laughs> Drew is challenge, you know, um, in a retail setting is when you have so many beers, you know, from a brewery and you have so much shelf space you know to work with do you think they would be so my question to you drew is do you think they'd be a lot better off you know making half the number of beers that they're making and pick the half that are really good beers as opposed to trying to stuff eight to 12 different beers on the shelf you know i that's a good question and and i would have to preface that by you know trying to know when were they founded um you know, say so they haven't been around that long, no. if I recall uh, correctly. Four yeah. years, maybe. Okay. Of course, at, at, by four years, you figure that they would have invested in their own facility by now. Um, I am surprised they're not at the brew hub in Orlando. That was a bit of a shock to me that they're actually doing this out of the Westbrook facility. So, I just, I, you know, if if they were. You know, in the first year or two, I would say that this is them trying to figure out what's going to sell and and say, yeah, you know, I, I would absolutely put all 12 I out there. I can tell you that Faded Nights is not going to sell anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can dump so that beer out of your catalog. They're, they're getting it brewed at Westbrook? Yeah. Yep. You know, Westbrook does a lot of contract brewing for- Yeah, Evil for, Twins there. Yeah. 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 Well, I think Evil Twin has their own spot now, though, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but- I mean, if you're going to get something brewed, Westbrook's a good place to do it. It is, but... Okay, so I'm thinking about these beers, and I'm thinking about the Westbrook beers that I've had over the course of my life, right? And these I don't, are nothing like that. Right, yeah. exactly. No, no, no. I find it really interesting that... Like, I almost would think that if I was contract brewing, you know, at another place, I might pick up, like, some of, you know, their excess some of their grains that they have, or, yeah. right? But these are completely different. I mean, like... Well, and I think that that says an awful lot for uh, what a great contract brew house, you know, that they have become. Yeah. That they can take such a huge, 
you know, range of beers and make them all really well out of a common facility. When you have Evil Twin, you have all the native, you know, Westbrook beers, and then you have these things here from Sunlab. I'm betting they probably do, you know, three or four other breweries as well. That sure. Don't know yeah. About. yeah sure. And we, and we yeah. just don't even know about it. Yep. Yeah. I can think of I can think of a few breweries that should be contract brewing, you know, that are not, you know. To that, hark, harken back to your question about retail. Yeah. The thing that really, I think, boggles my mind is that they are all so similar in the base beer. Yeah. And then the can art is all so, so similar. similar. Yeah. Are you just counting on people? Do you want seeing the blue Sun beer Lab? with the pink, or do you want the pink beer with the blue? Well, are you just counting <laughs> on somebody seeing oh Sun Lab and grabbing it? You know, that's a that's a Sun Lab beer. You know, I I don't know what it is that they're trying to do with that. It's it is odd. It's an explosion of uh, fluorescent colors. I wonder if like yeah. distributors require you to have a certain number of beers though, if they're going to move your. No, I think uh, that I I'm, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, don't I think they, I, I think don't know. They, I don't know. Either. I think a distributor yeah. would want to say, I want to make sure you have beer that you know will actually sell and move in a I would wide variety so too, of setting. You know, both like, it will move on premise, it'll move off premise. Yeah, you know, I, I that's the thing that I would be looking like, at. Give me one great beer that we can just keep turning. Correct. I mean, how long did Sierra Nevada survive on? You know. Frankly, just one beer. You Sam know? Adams in Boston Lager. Yeah, it's great. I mean, yes, you can do really well if it one beer does Build one you know. iconic. You know, so this, yeah, this is many variations on a common theme. You know, and anchor steam. You know, what I mean? mm. and it's it's kind of like the old adage: if you have if you have twelve darts rather than three, you're you might have a better chance of hitting a bullseye. So, so that's a good point. Well, to harken back to the, you know, Mike saying, question, should they, should they shrink the beers? Everyone. They are trying, you know, that yeah. they've got 12 darts sitting here. Well, I say make, make, uh, make f- six great beers and cut your catalog in half. I because think I think the variation here is literally cutting hairs in between the hot profile. Yeah. So. I think the difference between these guys, maybe, and, and the local brewery you uh alluded to earlier is that the local brewery they've got a tap room so they get people in and they're 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 sitting there drinking that beer right there you know 100 percent profit you know versus these guys are gypsies they got to get what they can through cans and and maybe they're kegging beer and having it served you know yeah. local places too mm-hmm. but but you're one of many taps at that point yeah well Sorry. i would be cu- curious about that because then you the the question would be which which of these beers have they, you know, like what's connected there, with what's the public the on, on tap? It, yeah, yeah. yeah, which one? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Which skew is moving? Well, JB, I'm sorry it took okay. us down this path. No, 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 no. Too much no, here. You're fine. Lifting restrictions, we rated a three. Um, now, the next beer that we're going to discuss is Living Free. Freedom! Now, now, this one, though, is only 4.5%. Which is weird. ABV. It it's a weird. hazy, pale ale. Okay. Double dry hop with Citrus Summit and Matuka. Brewed with two-row wheat malted oats. There's no lactose in this one. Golden. What's almost this, straw-like in the color. What's this beer smell like to you guys? So... Uh, a couple of my own tasting notes around this. The first word I wrote down was very bright. Um, I actually wrote down citrus cola, like a sun drop, is what I was thinking of. A little bit. Yeah. Um, there's a pretty hef- uh, heavy grapefruit pith 
you know, kind of on this, you're, you're getting all of the full, you know, components of grapefruit. You're getting the fruit, you're getting a bit of the rind, you know, and the pith, you know, through this. Yeah, I feel like I've got a mouse mouthful of pith every time. But I drink it has a creamy mouthfeel. So, uh, there's an awful lot going on here. Um, but I don't think it's as all in great harmony, you know, yeah. that, as some of the <clears throat> other beers we've had. I thought it was a little too thin on the ABV to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah, like it's missing something. Yeah, you know what you said earlier. I think it was about one of the beers, like like second or third runnings. Yeah, that's how I feel about this one. It's like sugar uh, water with a little bit of little bit of beer. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is a bit watery. I will say that you know compared to so the last beer we had was thick. This one is actually a, a tad bit watery. Like when I think about a pale ale. So you know, you mentioned earlier Sierra Nevada pale ale. Like when I th- that's what I think of as a pale ale. Like it's not high ABV, but the flavor and and everything, all the components are there and they blend well. This one, I, I don't really know what they're trying to get out of this one. To me, I don't know. It's and what's interesting is the smell is like completely different than it's what. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It smells weird, man. It, it doesn't smell weird. It smells off, like bad. I, it's it smells. I, I don't. I want, I, what I want to say, I'm not going to say. But it, yeah. was it a bad? Yes. Can, I mean, maybe it was a bad can. For I, all I'm we betting, know. I swear. If I if I poured a, a sun drop and a um, sparkling grapefruit um, together, you would. I could absolutely replicate. You know, out of those two beverages, exactly the same profile out of this. Well. Hmm. Okay. It's like hot dog water or something. I don't know. Oh, ooh, that's really no. good. Oh. Where is that in the judge's <laughs> manual? Sorry, is I it wasn't right next to Flintstone it, vitamins? I felt you know? compelled. So. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um. So the living free from Sun Lab, we rated a three. Must have been better cold. Um. All right, next is, and this is the last one in our flight. This is the Can You See It? This Can one, you dig it? Yeah, this one is back up to 7.5%. It's a hazy IPA that is double-dried hop with Citra, Simcoe, and Azaka, brewed with two-row wheat, malted oats, no lactose. I like this beer. Yeah, this is definitely... Uh, it's still in the middle of all things, but it's probably one of the better things. Uh, again, the uh, predominant thing I wrote down was melon. This has a creamy quality to it that I liked. Um, yeah. But I don't know. The, the the finish wasn't working for me. It had like this sweet, better finish off the back end. And I just I felt like I was trying to scrape something off the back of my tongue. This you know, beer, to like, me, got better as it warmed up. Like I'm getting more of the malt. I'm getting the hops. I'm getting all the things. Yeah, I'm finding the mango and the malt kind of uh, collaborate in an interesting way on this one for some reason. When you say melon, you know, previously we called out honeydew. This one is more of a cantaloupe to me. This is definitely a sweeter side of the melon family for sure. Um, Yeah, but it's still retaining a bit of that, you know, rind bitterness. So, yeah, it is that scoop. You know, where you're seeing some of the white part of the go a little too deep along with this. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think, Juliana? This one I have to say was like the best of the flight for me. Hmm. I, um, 
I liked it. I got like a, a little bit of berries on the end. That was a little pleasant surprise for me, considering like these are very like citrus forward beers, you know, for lack. And um, yes, it was a little creamy, but I thought it was the most balanced of the bunch. I, I don't know that I would have agreed with you previously when we first tried them. But again, I think this beer got better as it warmed up as opposed to a lot of the other beers, which started to get you know a little more muddled or whatever but this one like things are coming out of the beer that i like yeah and the aroma on this one was very pleasant throughout like from the first pour to the last pour and i was actually really impressed by that absolutely yeah so where's that makes me wonder what the sales is on this skew mm. uh, yeah i know right well the living free from sun lab can you see it or sorry, the yeah, can you see it from Sun Lab? Forgive me, this was our last beer. Um, we rated a four. Uh, uh, uh. I wonder if they keep these beers at the uh, Sasquatch Museum. If they don't, they should. <laughs> I think they should. So they have good distribution for Sun Labs. I've definitely seen them in uh, probably five or six states. Well, you know, if they're going to cool. serve a beer there, it's probably Bigfoot from yeah. Sierra Nevada. Probably. Uh-huh. It should be. Uh, yeah. It should be, yeah. Or Yeti. It took you the whole show to come up with that line, Dave. All right. Great divide, Yeti. <laughs> Rating for the right time. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us today. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. If you're listening to us online, please do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, Come on, tap, you tap, know you want to tap that button. <laughs> hey, wow. That went the family show right, <laughs> right out the window. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry play podcasts of Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipssudsandsmokes.com. And our daily testing notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sips, Suds, and Smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, that's a great big help to us. And we get to see your feedback as well. Reverend Mark, pleasure being with you. It's always a pleasure. Good old boy, Mike. Hey, come back. Join us for another exciting episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes in our discussion of the Sasquatch Museum. Good old boy, Drew. Thanks for continuing to put up with me. <laughs> Good old boy, Dave. I'm okay with putting up with Drew. <laughs> is that a goal or is that just the moment? It's just I live in the moment. Right? <laughs> I'm like a goldfish. Every trip around the bowl is a new experience. <laughs> Just keep swimming. That could make a good beer name. Trip around the goldfish bowl. Oh, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to us and our tangents. Cheers and see you next time. This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 